All right, ladies, I am excited about um, our guest speaker this morning. You know, I just realized, Ryan, I really didn't get your bio and all that. He's just a great guy. This is Pastor Ryan Peters, and um, I just love to receive from him. He speaks into my life all the time, and then every once in a while, God gives me something to tell him, and Catherine is here today, too, his lovely wife. And so I'm just going to let him introduce himself. You're going to love him. Welcome, Pastor Ryan. I love that. That's how I roll, too. I'm like, I don't need the bio. Just let me drop some Jesus on everybody, and we'll call it good. Oh, where do we even start? Uh, I, love, I love what you guys are doing with Safe Families. I haven't heard all the different layers. Uh, that's really cool. I hear a whole lot of Jesus in that. Um, and I think that, you know, the more opportunities that we have to just share Jesus just by being who he would be in us. Like, who would Jesus be in us in that situation? Uh, that's huge. And, and that's really why we talk about freedom. And that's why Pastor Karen likes to, to touch on freedom in a couple different ways at the beginning of every year. Because the more, I'll say it this way, the closer we get to him, the more we look like him. The closer we get to him, the more we'll experience freedom in our lives. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, I don't want you to approach this morning like you would normally approach a message. A lot of the times, you know, you'll, you'll come to hear a great message and we'll grab some great stuff and it will be good. But this morning is extremely different than just a message. Uh, this morning is a moment. It's a moment. And when we talk about freedom, we typically talk about freedom in the context of process and moment. And so what we mean by that is, you know, there's times where we'll go through a process and we'll become more like Christ, but then there's moments when something happens Something happens in our life when maybe we encounter God or encounter His Word and, and all of a sudden something happens in that moment to where we might have a breakthrough or we might see something that we didn't see before. And so we look at things in terms of process and moments. And I just want to share just in that conversation alone, I think it's really important to recognize that the moments are part of the process. The moments are actually part of the process. You know, a lot of the times we're waiting for, okay, we've had breakthrough here on this particular day, so I'm just holding on until the next breakthrough, right? Or I had this moment with God at, at, at impact, and so I'm just going to wait for this next moment because I can't wait for that moment to happen. And actually, that moment is a part of the process. A lot of times in the moments that's where we find our freedom. But what we, what we confuse it with is transformation. We think that in the moment, because we have this breakthrough moment, that the transformation is going to be there with it. That's usually referred to as a miracle. It, it really is. That, that's referred to as a miracle. The minute you have an encounter with God, something is revealed to you, and then you see the evidence of it in your life instantly, that's a miracle. And so we get this thing in our, in our mind where we kind of put God in a box where he has to show up a certain way. 
But a lot of the times he's more concerned and more uh, pleased with the process than he is the moment. It's like he gets you the moment so that you can walk with him in the process. I'll just explain that to you. Man, this, I told um, Pastor Deb uh, yesterday, I said, I've got about five things that are spinning out here. I said, I don't know where it's going to land. I'm just going to hit somewhere and we're going to go with it. And so I guess this is where we're going. Um, <laughs> so bear with me. Um, I just, I just want to share with you a little bit like what I'm talking about with that. Because I don't want you to miss the freedom in the moment. I, I don't want you to miss the freedom in the moment. How many of you have ever uh, read a book where you, you're, you're reading this book and, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to read this book and this is going to be good. I'm going to learn something new, right? And I'm going to become better or I'm going to learn a new skill or uh, I'm going to learn the, the newest uh, tactic in the field of work that I'm in or whatever, right? And all of a sudden you're reading this book and something happens. All of a sudden you're reading this book and something happens to where something shifts and the book starts reading you. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Uh, let me show you how this works. So I, I was reading this book. Um, this is an excellent book. It's called The Pathway to Powerful. It's by Carla Chud and Danny Silk. Um, I can only speak for the first five chapters because I'm reading through it a chapter at a time, but already it's just been amazing. And there's a group of us here at church that are reading it right now. So I'm reading this, right? It's talking about healthy culture, learning to lead a courageous, connected culture. Uh, it's talking about self-awareness, which is great. And, and I'm always looking for ways to be free from myself. And, uh, and I'm, I'm reading this and I'm like excited I'm excited because this is putting language to stuff that I long for. Like, I long for healthy culture. I just haven't had it modeled to me that much based upon how I grew up and just my, my background and stuff. And so when I read this stuff, I'm just like, yes, this is what it looks like. It speaks to something inside of me. And so I'm excited for this lady who's talking about all this breakthrough that she's getting, right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I'm so excited for her. She's having these, these moments, right? And it's a part of her process, becoming more like Christ. And I'm reading this, and, and I'll read this out of the book to you. I'm on this page, and, and here's what she's saying. She says, next I ask Jesus, Jesus, what's the truth you want to speak here in a particular situation she was talking about? <laughs> the first thing I sensed him say was, you're going to make mistakes, and I'm okay with it. I was like, wow, that's powerful. We all need to hear that, right? And then, this is the part that I just like launched out of my chair. She said, his words spoke directly to my fear of making mistakes and losing relationship as a result. It began to settle in my heart that Jesus was not afraid of my imperfections and was not going to withdraw from me or punish me when I got it wrong. As I allowed this truth to become real to me, I was able to release myself from my own unrealistic expectations of perfection. And the fear of making a mistake began to dissolve. And I read that and I was just like, oh my gosh. I couldn't even imagine having that revelation. And God said to me, that's you. It's like, what? 
He goes, yeah, that's you. And he started showing me how fear of making a mistake was real to me because I thought that making mistakes meant that my relationship would be lost with that person as well. And he started showing me how that had a hold in my life. And he started showing me how it actually came from unrealistic expectations of my past. And because of that, it had me stuck in this way of thinking that wasn't the way that God created me to think. I didn't know it. I was unaware of it. But in that moment of reading the book, all of a sudden, God used it to read me. And he said, yeah, I want to show you something new. And what I want to say to you, in the context of process and moments, in that moment, for me, that's where I found freedom. As soon as he showed that to me, freedom was made available. Now, what needed to take place was the process of transformation from that moment of freedom. Are you kind of tracking with me here where I'm going with this? So I share that because a lot of the times when we have these moments with God, we can also be very, very just unkind to ourselves because we know that we had a moment with God, but yet two weeks, three weeks, four weeks later, we might see some of the same patterns still. And it's like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, well, I guess I'm stuck in my old way. No, 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 no. Transformation comes from the renewing of our mind. Freedom comes from being connected to the source of freedom. And that's what we're going to talk this morning about. We're going to talk about the source of freedom. You know, I, I asked God, I said, okay, we can go many different directions when it comes to freedom. And uh, he said, well, just go one direction. Jesus. I was like, okay, we'll do that. And he said, connect them to the source of freedom. Because how many of you know that the fastest path to freedom is in the presence of the Lord? Now, I say that recognizing that we all have stuff. Like, okay, who in here doesn't have stuff? I want to find you, and you can lay hands on me. We all have stuff. All of us. And I am not saying that, oh, you just need Jesus and everything's going to be okay, and downplay the stuff. I'm just saying that the fastest way, the fastest path to freedom is Him. Because when we spend time with Him, we start to see Him. The closer we get to Him, the more we see ourselves the way that He sees us. And that's the importance. So with me reading this book, just being aware of Him and, and the role that He plays in my life, because I had that relationship with Him, because I allow Him to speak to me in moments where all of a sudden my heart just kind of goes, ugh. How many of you ever had that? Like, you're in, a, you're in a situation, all of a sudden your heart just goes, oh, like the, and inside something doesn't feel right. If you are connected to the source of freedom in that, that moment where the heart just kind of just shakes a little bit and twists a little bit, and you know that something's wrong. If you're connected to the source in that exact moment, you can say, God, what are you doing right now in this moment? What are you doing right now in this moment? And that's the way he created us to live. He created us to live with him 
being our source of everything, being so aware of, of the walk that we're, we're walking and the, the journey that we're taking, so aware that it's him that's doing it with us. You know, I, I, was, I was in a, a, a time of worship at home uh, on a Friday, which I love, and, and um, it was kind of funny because we, we just recently moved into a new house, and, and I was getting my worship on, and, um, and those moments are very dear to me. Uh, I, I love them <laughs> very much. And so I was, I was worshiping, and um, I don't even know. I wasn't paying attention to anything. And uh, all of a sudden, there was a knock at the door, at the front door, which is like, if you do this, you can see the, the living room where I was, you know. And uh, so I'm like just just rocking out to worship and everything. And, and uh, it was a neighbor from, from down the road who wanted to introduce themselves to the new people in the neighborhood. And I'm like, well, this is about as real as it gets. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, quick, grab a hat, you know. And um, anyway, it was during that fun time of worship that uh, I just found myself singing these, singing these lyrics. These lyrics just started coming out of me. And uh, we're actually going to, um, later in a few minutes, we're actually going to engage with that worship song um, and, and take communion together. But um, during that time of worship, I just heard these these words, and I just started singing these words, and I couldn't shake them. And it was just hand to hand, heart to heart, face to face. Lord, I never want to leave this place. Hand to hand, heart to heart, face to face. I never want to leave this place. And I just started saying this place of worship, this place of freedom, this place of love, this place of knowing you, redemption, goodness, faithfulness, glory. I never want to leave this place. And I just, I didn't want to leave that moment. I didn't want to leave that moment because I knew in that moment, no matter what I brought to him in that moment, that there was freedom there. No matter who I was or who I thought I was in that moment, it didn't matter because it was more about him than me. And I remember, like, as I had to actually, like, move on with my day and, and do some things, I was just grieved inside. I was grieved inside because I knew that the busyness of the day had the opportunity to steal that awareness away from me. And I didn't want that. And Jesus said to me, he said, you know, even if that happens, the moment you shift your focus back to me, I'm going to be right here. And that's kind of where I'm at right now in my, my walk with the Lord. This is a new thing for me. And, it, and it's a new journey that, that he's taken me on. And, it, and it's one of constant awareness. Constant awareness of him, the, the, the constant awareness of, of him being the source of my freedom. But not just a, a moment-to-moment thing, although he'll show up in moments, but 
in a, I'm going to walk with you every second, and through this process, you're going to look more like me. That hand-to-hand, heart-to-heart, face-to-face journey that he's calling every single one of us into. It's not just a me thing. This is an everybody thing. And this is the place that God originally created us for. You know, in the beginning, he created the garden, right? He created the garden and he placed man in the garden to be with him. And because that got jacked up a little bit, he's like, okay, plan B. But actually, it was his plan A from the beginning, right? So, okay, we're going to change things up a little bit. Um, I know. Okay, I tried, I tried creating a garden to place man in it. And uh, that, that didn't really go well. Um, okay, uh, let's try this approach. Um, I'm going to let man create the garden within them and see if they can place me inside of them. And from that place, from the inside out, he calls us to live. From that spirit-to-spirit connection that just saturates our soul and starts to ooze out of our body, from that place, that's the place he's called us to live from. The old way was everything externally, observing, absorbing everything externally and letting it come in through our bodies, through our senses, and let that shape and mold conform our soul and then drive our spirit. And so we can be very body-driven. We can be very soul-driven, very mind, will, and emotion-driven. And that can have dominion over our spirit. But God said, no, 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 no. I have have a new way. Let me into the garden of your spirit. Place me within the garden of your spirit. And from that place, let it ooze out into your soul so that your spirit has dominion over your soul. And then your soul has dominion over your body. And then that way, everything you do is is from that source of me. That source of of true freedom. And it it isn't just a a thing that all of a sudden the magic wand is waved and poof, you've arrived. Man, if you find that, let me know. Because I will take that pill, I will drink that drink, I will do whatever that looks like, I'm there. I will worship that 24-hour, whatever. Whatever that looks like, I'm there. If you find it, let me know. You would have uh, a lot of customers in line ready for that. But it's, it's, he says, no, 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 no. It's because you've come from a fallen state that when you place me in the center of your garden and allow me to work in the moments where you know that you need, you need that, that special touch from me or that area that you, you need to see me move in, and you will allow that to happen if you cultivate that garden if you take care of that garden, if you work that garden internally and allow me to start showing the fruit, that's that's what I've created you for. And and that's that picture that I I just, I see that, you know, that hand-to-hand, heart-to-heart, face-to-face, that constantly being aware of who he is. You know, we sang this morning already, we sang, um, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? And that's true, that's very true. Where his spirit is, his presence is, right? But if his spirit's there and his presence there, that means he's there. 
You can't separate the spirit or the presence of the Lord from the Lord. They're one and the same. And so even when we sing that and we're aware of that in worship, or if we, if we sing that and we're aware of that in, in our daily life, we're recognizing that his spirit's here, his presence here, but more importantly, he's here. He's here. That constant awareness, he's calling every single one of us to. And he's calling us to that awareness here this morning. This is a moment. This is a moment that he's cultivating. He spoke very specifically. He said, lead them into a moment with me. And that's what we're doing this morning. I'm just waiting for him to tell me to shut up. Um, Jeanette, if you're here, I could use you. In the very same way that uh, I was reading this book and the book started reading me, um, that's what the Lord wants to do with this book right here. You know, there's a way to read this book that will just bring knowledge, but there's a, a way to read this book that will bring freedom. If we look to these words to find him, we will start to realize that we're no longer reading this book and this book is starting to read us. And if we allow these words, because these words are alive. They're alive. And if they're alive, that means they have a source of life. That source of life is him. He is these words. And, and when, we, when we allow these words to read us, when we allow these words to show us things about ourselves, it has life to it. It's powerful. It's powerful. But that comes only with an awareness, an intentional awareness that he is the source of everything that we need to draw from. He is the source of our freedom. And there's always more. There is always more. There's always more moments in the, in the, in the journey of our process. There's always more process until we become the perfect image of Jesus. You know, some people, they get challenged when they hear a message like this. And I get it because it's like, I hear what you're saying, but how do you, how do you connect with an invisible God? Like, I, I don't understand that. I, I know, I know this, this is real, this word is real, but I just, I, I don't know. Like, how, how do you even... How do you even do that? Well, I want to demystify it a little bit for you. How many of you have one of these? For those of you listening on podcast, I'm holding up a smartphone. <laughs> Most of you have one of these. If you don't have one of these, how many of you have uh, something like this that's on the wall that you pick up that's on a cord and you go like this? <laughs> yes, we have one. Yes. Okay, I'll go back one further. This might date people. It's okay. 
but we have, we have one with a cord. Does anyone have one where they pick up the thing and they have to crank it? Okay, good. I was going to say, those don't work anymore. So if you're talking to somebody, I don't know. <laughs> we've got, we've got uh, personal freedom sessions for that. Um, sorry, I'm trying to be serious. I'll demystify this whole invisible God thing just a little bit for you. So how, how, do, you, how do you even know that this thing is going to work? Like this is a, a piece of material, glass and plastic or whatever, and somehow there's like these invisible waves and frequencies that somehow connect to this. And so when, when we say, hey, Google, um, where can I get the best tacos in Grand Rapids? Which is the thing I'm usually searching for wherever we go. How do we even know that Google's going to come back with an answer saying, oh, uh, I don't know, pick your favorite taco place. How do we even know? It's in, they're invisible. They're invisible wavelengths. It's an, it's an invisible frequency. How do we even know that that's going to work? Well, you, you don't until you engage with it. You, you would never know that this thing works. I mean, if you just looked at it and you're like, oh, this is cool. But until you push the button, then you realize it turns on. And then you can actually touch some things on here and realize that it's responding to how you're, how you're engaging with it. I want to tell you, if you have faith enough to use a cell phone, you have faith enough to encounter the living God that's way bigger than any cell phone. But how do you even know that when you engage with him, there's going to be a response on the other end? It only comes from engaging. It only comes from actually doing it. And that's what we're going to do this morning. So I, I, it doesn't matter whether or not you can understand what I'm saying. It doesn't matter whether or not you've encountered this type of relationship with him. That doesn't matter. What matters is do you have faith more than using a cell phone to know that God is actually going to connect with you right here in this moment? Because if you do, that's all he needs. All other understanding, it doesn't matter because the Holy Spirit's a big boy. He knows what needs to happen this morning. In just a minute, we're going to go into a time of just focusing on Him. And I want to encourage you to be selfish with this time. Selfish in a way of just thinking about this time as it's just me and Him. Don't think about your neighbor. Don't think about what's going on next to you. Don't think about how you look or how you feel or don't think about I'm crying. Oh no, somebody's going to see me or, or hear me. Don't think about um, I should be on. Whoever, who, who was dancing up here this morning? That was awesome. That was awesome. Like that's, that's freedom right there. They weren't concerned with who was noticing that. They were concerned with what God was seeing in them. There was freedom between them. So the same way they had freedom to dance, I want you to have freedom to respond to however God is calling you to respond in here. Be selfish with this time because this is why you're here this morning. 
this one moment, this one moment with God, this is why you're here this morning. And so we're going we're gonna to have a, just a time of just being with him. There's going to be a, a worship song on the screen. There's communion on your table if you want to engage with him through communion and just remember Jesus and, and use that to cultivate your focus and shift your focus toward him. Remember his body that was broken for you, his blood that was shed for you, that new covenant that it represents. But I want to just encourage you to be extremely selfish because here's why. When we are with, with him, when we have an encounter with him, when we spend time with him face to face, it looks like something. It looks like something. And if you engage with him, when you leave this place, others are going to know that you were with him. Um, in Acts 4.13, it says, When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Now, whether they physically saw them with Jesus or if it was because of the fact they thought they were stupid and all of a sudden they're like, wow, these guys sound smart. They must have been with Jesus. Like, the point is they were with Jesus. They recognized that they were with Jesus. Being with Jesus looks like something. In Exodus 34, we read, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat food or drink water. He wrote the Ten Commandments, the words of the covenant, on the tablets. As Moses descended from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, and he descended the mountain, he did not realize that the skin on his face shone as a result of his speaking with the Lord. The dude was shining in glory after being with the Lord. It looked like something. That's the same God that's here today. Just saying. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. We just got done singing about this. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Lord is the Spirit. The, the Lord is the Spirit. So where the Spirit is, the Lord is, and there is freedom. He's here. He's here. And it goes on to say, we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. If you read earlier, prior to that, they talk about the new covenant and they actually reference Moses. It just says, now if the ministry that brought death, chiseled in letters on stones, talking about the Ten Commandments and the law, came with glory, they said it brought death and it still came with glory so that the Israelites were not able to gaze steadily at Moses' face because of its glory, which was set aside 
how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? So saying, even the old way of doing things, the old covenant of doing things brought glory. It, it, it brought a glory upon Moses' face when he encountered the Lord. But we live in a new covenant. How much more glorious should we be shining because of our encounters with God? That's a good word. For if the ministry that brought condemnation had glory, the ministry that brings righteousness overflows with even more glory. What? Even more glory. And so I'm just here this morning to let you know it's available. But ultimately, it's up to you, it's up to me to make that decision of how much we shine as a result of being with Him. I asked God, I said, God, what are you saying in all of this? This is what He said to me. He said, Since the beginning of time, man was my plan, a created being made in my image to share and be in relationship with. Out of love, I didn't force control rather offered free will. I can only be who I am, and man can only be who he is. God is love, so he can't force us. And we are man, so we have to will to. We have to will to be with him. We have to will to shift our focus to him. We have to will to draw near and encounter him. And so my question to you this morning is, what are you going to will to do in this moment? Because if you do what only you can do and, and shift your will to being with him in this moment, he will do what he does best. He will be that love that you need him to be. He will show you things that you've never seen before. And so what we're going to do right now is I'm just going to encourage you, if you want to take communion right now, to go ahead and grab your communion but we're just going to spend about 10 minutes. 10 minutes just us and him. There's a, a song that we're going to have on the screen. And maybe for you, it's just listening to those words on, on the, in the worship song and letting those words become real. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's going to him and just allowing him to speak just listening during this time. Some of you, it's going to be presenting something to him. Asking him a question, Lord, help me to see what I need to see right now. God, what are you saying right now in this moment? Having a conversation with him, whatever it is, I just encourage you to connect to the source because when you do, it will look like something. And when you leave here today, others will notice that you were with him.